News Talk ZB. Welcome along to the Weekend Collective. Tim Roxburgh and Tim Beveridge with you for the next three hours. And here's what's happening on the program this afternoon. We've got Politics Central between now and four o'clock. Then from four o'clock, it is the Health Hub. And this is a little bit different. Uh, we have somebody on from the Cannabis Clinic. So this is all about medicinal cannabis. Answering any question that you have, any concern that you have, any query that you've always wondered, uh, well, Dr. Claire Halford answering your calls from 4 o'clock for the Health Hub. And then from 5 o'clock, Max Whitehead, the employment law expert, also taking your questions for smart money. Uh, but this is what's going on for Politics Central. Standing by, we've got Dr. Shane Retty. Uh, from the National Party, their health spokesperson. And we're going to have a chat about a report that was commissioned by the Drug Foundation and the Helen Clark Foundation about our approach to methamphetamine and why this needs a major overhaul. Then after that, uh, we've got the leader of the ACT Party on, David Seymour, as to whether or not we should ditch our COVID restrictions altogether or whether, as has been rumoured, that there may be a change from orange to green in the traffic light system. We'll do some talk back on that one going head-to-head. And later on in the program, uh, talking the U-turn, um, the back down on the tax on Kiwi Saver, Bryce Edwards, political commentator on the show. It's now eight minutes past three. Bevo, how are you doing? Happy Father's Day, Tim. Yes, happy Father's Day. How was it for you? <laughs> it was it was lovely, actually. I uh, I brought in um, a, a card. It's a sort of origami card that my daughter did oh, for me. Oh, that's cool. And it's actually really quite sweet. And this is the same daughter who, she's into ponies. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't necessarily know what each breed of pony is, which explains. So when we had a cuddle this morning, she jumped into bed with mum and dad. And she, yeah. was, and she uh, was on top of, she jumped on top of me while I was sort of trying to sleep. And pretending that I was a pony. And mm. she said, Daddy, for Father's Day, I'm going to make you a gelding. <laughs> and, I, and I said, <laughs> still partly asleep, I went, my wife sort of started laughing. I said, oh, no, you're not. And she goes, why not? And I said, well, geldings, are, I, d- I couldn't find a way of pussyfooting around it. Yeah, so I just, just said, a gelding as a horse is, has his balls chopped off. Yeah. And yeah. then she said, well, I won't bring the axe then today. And I was like, bloody hell. She is advanced. <laughs> And, and look, it's okay to forget what all the different variations of ponies and donkeys and mules and asses and, you know, all of them. And mares. I mean, who yeah. remembers what's going on? Because like, like some of the offspring of the other two, but then they're infertile. Mm. But anyway, a gelding... No testicles. No, exactly. And actually, she also sort of blotted a copybook by referring to my my wife as a mare rather than as a filly. Uh, but yeah. I said, well, technically, honey, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Riley gave me a little card as well, and and it had uh, purple's her favourite colour, and so it had a handprint, and then she'd done a picture of me, um, which was very very sweet. And um, Amy just always goes goes to town. I'm so lucky. So she gave me a book and a globe. I, I love globes. I don't actually have a globe. What, as in a, a, of the earth? Of the earth, yeah. Really? yeah. So a, a really cool globe for the uh, for the study. So, um, yeah, I felt really lucky. Excellent. Um, so I hope it was a, a, been a good Father's Day if you're listening yeah. right now. Good Father's Day for you. Uh, and as I always say on Mother's Day and Father's Day, that, that for a lot of people there's, there's sadness if, if you've lost um, your father. So I'm um, thinking of you as well. And, and thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Let's get started on Politics Central. So, uh, as mentioned just a moment ago,
that there is a new report, and this was commissioned both by the Helen Clark Foundation and also the Drug Foundation, and it's looking into how we approach methamphetamine use in New Zealand. Um, it's estimated that 1.2% of New Zealanders use methamphetamine regularly, um, and we know the societal harm. Um, but what should be the best approach, according to the Drug Foundation and the Helen Clark Foundation, our existing policies are failing people and are causing significant harm. There's also a suggestion that there should be a specialist overdose prevention centre um, constructed. So talking about what national stance on all of this is, is National's health spokesperson, Dr. Shane Reddy. Good afternoon and happy Father's Day. Oh. Oh, Dr. Shane, are you there? Well, he's there, I think, but we for some reason, let's just uh, bring up a fader here. There we go. Yeah, hi, yeah. Dr. How Shane, you yeah, you're on with us yeah, now. Yeah, hi. Hey, hey, look, thanks for that earlier anatomy lesson, just saying uh, I could actually do that for you, Tim, oh. but I'll leave that with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, thanks, Shane. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on the speed dial if ever it's necessary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, have you performed that procedure before for, for either animals or, or humans? Actually, I, I wasn't the senior. I was the uh, junior attending, but I have actually done several surgical procedures like that because mm. sometimes for some sorts of uh, cancer and particularly prostate cancer you do do it's called an orchidectomy right. and uh, so oh, I, I wasn't the lead on it but I was the assistant yeah oh, okay. wow. um, now I've just crossed my legs involuntarily thank you <laughs> <laughs> anyway it was quite, what a kind of a funny moment because she had no idea what she was no, saying she was you know, anyway uh, now <laughs> onto the onto the, the serious stuff so obviously you know we've, we've got a major problem with meth and the drug foundation uh, one of the things they proposed is this trial overdose prevention centre where you know people can get their drugs tested? There's there are medical practitioners on hand. What's national stance to dealing with the meth uh, epidemic? Yeah, so I think there were three things in the report uh, that we could talk to. Uh, the first is with a view to the uh, overdose centre. We need to see the numbers. As I read it, it looked like there was about 70, and you'd have to wonder if, if that resource was sort of going to be to be worth doing that. How would people get there? Where would it be? How would it be staffed? So it's, it's something to further explore. I think the other two things in the report that are, are worth talking about are firstly the Te Ara Oranga program. Now, that is the premier, in my mind, uh, methamphetamine rehabilitation program in New Zealand. And it's a joint collaboration between Northland Police and uh, Northland DHB, and uh, they get really good results. Now, it's actually modelled on a program out of the US called the Matrix program, and they didn't have enough money to deploy it fully, so it's, it's Matrix light, if you like. Where I'm heading with this is it was a campaign promise in 2020 to roll it out to 4,000 more people, uh, Kaurau, Apodiki, Tokara, as I recall, uh, and nothing. We're seeing nothing to date. It is a good program. I believe that would be impactful. That really does need to be rolled out. I think the other thing to talk about is they, they say, look, it should be more of a health approach rather than a justice approach. And I think we need to think about that too, because this was done with cannabis, and here's what happened. Uh, people were given a choice uh, if, if they, if, well, actually police had discretion if they were going to be a health approach. And it turns out the health approach is you receive a text message. That's it. You don't actually have to do anything with the text message, but you receive it. And when I look at the data uh, back to uh, May, we know that 5% of people with cannabis uh, who were caught with cannabis uh, were offered this health intervention. And in the month of May, that amounted to 47 people, uh, four people took up the option to do something with the text they received. So if that's the nature of the health intervention, by the way, 2.5% also for, with, uh, with meth 
were given a health intervention. If that's a health intervention, that doesn't work for me, I'm afraid. So would you um, be would you be supporting the suggestion that the Te Ara, my pronunciation, Te Ara Oranga uh, meth addiction programme, would you be happy to see that rolled out nationwide? Uh, even better than that, yeah, Te Ara Oranga, the pathway to health, uh, even more than that, we would ramp it up to its full potential, which is the metrics programme, and uh, we would deploy that nationwide, plus uh, we would add a, uh, a detox bed to every single region to make sure every single hospital has a, a meth detox bed. So yes, it's a great programme, it needs to be ramped up even further and deployed even further. So National is fond of saying that the government is soft on crime. Doesn't this mean that National would be reluctant to support a move away from treating drugs as a punitive justice issue and making it more of a health-based approach? No, uh, what it means is that we understand there's a balance between deterrence and that there can be a place uh, for health interventions, but that needs to be well triaged, and what I'm saying is a text message is not a health intervention. I mean, if you look at decriminalisation, and classically, the classic example is Portugal, you actually have to go in front of a panel, physically turn up if you're offered a health intervention. Uh, there's a, a, a doctor, there's a sociologist, there's a legal person there, and there are actions and behaviours you need to do and exhibit to be privileged to go through this alternative pathway, and that's not a text message by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, absolutely. The, the money, the enormous amount of money that goes towards locking people up, that same money then goes towards keeping those people healthy. So would you support New Zealand having that same Portugal-type approach? Look, uh, that's part of the discussion. If you look at the spectrum of things that can be done, uh, you probably start at decriminalisation at one end of the spectrum and then liberalisation at the other end. And we know the vote was made in 2020 that New Zealanders weren't ready to liberalise cannabis anyway. Uh, decriminalisation... You know, there are some states in America, for example, who decriminalised and then went back and made it a chargeable offence. So I'd have to say we'd want to look at the international experience and determine how or what, if anything, uh, might be applicable in New Zealand. So, uh, Pena Henare, in a statement around the expansion of the Te Ara Oranga pro uh, programme, talked about providing, you know, that the government's provided 42 million of funding over four years. If that hasn't de delivered results, how do you go about actually making sure that that money is spent well, what would you guys do differently? Uh, well, we'd actually deploy it. So we'd take it off the whiteboard and actually put it out there. So the um, metrics program uh, that I put on the campaign agenda in 2020, uh, I believe it was $30 million, as I recall, and uh, we'd scoped it right down to how many project managers you'd need, uh, how many sociologists, uh, how many staff you would need, and where we would deploy it. It needs to come off a nice thought and actually get out there and roll it out. How hard can this be? Well, Dr Shane Reddy, thank you as always for being on the programme, the National Party Health Spokesperson. As we let you go, what are, what are your plans for Father's Day? Anything going on? Uh, I have just picked up my father. I'm standing outside the Dunkin' Donuts at Auckland Domestic Airport. That's the background noise you've heard. Yeah. And uh, I have just picked up uh, my dad off the plane, and we're going to join the grandkids uh, and have pizza and other good stuff tonight and enjoy each other's company. Oh, wonderful. I'll save yeah. your number on speed dial just in case I need your other services. So. <laughs> Remember, I was the assistant, not the senior. So you're getting the okay, job. well, that's all you need, though. You know, I, I think that's fine. That's Thanks, enough. Shane. Uh, okay, guys, stay well. Bye -bye. Enjoy your afternoon. It's 3.18. <laughs> <laughs> that was quiet. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the Parenting Hangover.
it's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're you done. Got- you get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clint and Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.